morning is we want to invite you to join us as we begin to worship and understand the Word of God. If you have your Bible, if you'll take it and turn to the book of Romans chapter 5, we'll be in Romans 5, 1 through 5. I believe the Lord has a great word for you today. We'll be looking at what do you gain through faith? What are the tangible things that God can give you through faith in Jesus Christ? Join us as we explore His Word this morning. If you have your Bible today, if you'll take it and turn back with me to the book of Romans chapter 5. Last week we were looking in Romans 5 and 6, 7 and 8. We looked at what it meant to have a living hope. That verse was, uh, but while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were enemies, while we were far off, Christ died for the ungodly. And um, we talked about that. I, I love what the Bible says in Romans 5 and 8 and also in Hebrews 11 and 6, if you would find your, just mark that verse, you know, Hebrews 11 is known as the hall of faith, and in the hall of faith it starts out in Hebrews 11 and 1 talking about, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, but it's the evidence of things not seen. If you go down just a couple of verses there, you'll find verse 6, and it says, but without faith it's impossible. It didn't say it was hard to please God, it says, it didn't say it was tricky please God. It didn't say it was easy to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's a hard verse. What does faith mean? Well, the Bible says faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of God. We, our faith is strengthened by hearing the teaching of the word of God reading the Word of God, and living the Word of God. Today in our hearts and lives, have you ever found yourself just really struggling in the Christian life? Have you ever asked yourself, why is it so hard to serve God if that is the, so the right thing to do? Have you ever found yourself just saying, it was easier before I tried to be a believer. In many cases, it is. You never struggled over making the right business decision that affected other people. You just worried about how it affected you. You never really struggled over having to do the right thing with a neighbor. You just made whatever decision benefited you. But the Bible teaches us a couple of things here that everybody longs for, but few people attain. And what are those things? Well, in Romans chapter 5 and verse 1, there's some interesting things, and I want you to take time and underline these in your Bible, if you will. In Romans 5, he starts out in saying, Therefore, since we have been declared justified or declared righteous, now, understand that on your best day of your life, the Bible says our righteousness is filthy rags. On the best day, our righteousness is despicable to God. On our best day, your, your best day in your prayer life, your best day in your study life, your best day in your church life was still like 
dirty rags to God in our own works. And he goes on and he says, but we, but therefore, since we have been declared righteous. The first word I want you to circle in your Bible is this, the word declared. Because you never attained righteousness. You never attained justification. You did not arrive at justification. You did not arrive at righteousness. You did not, you did not say the right prayers. You did not do the right Bible study and achieve righteousness or achieve justification. You have been declared justified. You have been declared righteous. What does it mean to have been declared justified? To have been declared justified meant it was just as if you never had any sin in your life. However, we have no power to achieve that justification. We have no power to achieve that kind of righteousness. We can only have been declared justified by Christ Jesus. If you go back and you begin to read the end of chapter 4, it talks about how Abraham was justified by faith. Abraham just went out and tried to please God. He didn't know where he was going. He just saddled up his camels and went. And I believe today that many of us as believers, we miss the very best that God has for us because we're trying to plot it out. We're trying to set the course of our life. We're trying to set the pathway of our life when we, when we need to come to the point where we take our hands off the wheel and say, God, I realize that my righteousness is filthy rags to you. Lord, on my best day, God, I have nothing to offer you that would bring glory to you. But God, my glory comes not through what I've done, but through who you are. You have not been, been declared justified you've not been declared righteous because you belong to a certain political group or a religious affiliation now i know this ruffles a whole lot of feathers because they think if you do the right thing if you look the right part if you say the right words if your preacher says the right things and you believe certain doctrines and you're willing to die on those doctrines that that's where your righteousness comes from that's where your justification over your sin comes from my brothers and sisters in Christ, your justification does not come through anything your preacher might say. It does not come through what your church may offer, but it comes through the cross of Calvary, through the shed blood of Jesus, through the empty tomb, through the power of the resurrection, not by works lest we boast about our salvation, but by grace. But by grace first thing that we receive by faith is justification it's when you take your hand off the wheel and say I realize that I'm not saved because uh, I have spiritual gifts because I have earthly gifts because I'm talented I'm saved because I was declared guilty and when I realized that I was declared guilty only then could I have found justification 
I want you to understand something today, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that we stood in a courtroom with a rack, with a, with a rap sheet that was beyond our ability to cover. We could not make bail. We were held hostage in the, in the prison of hell. But Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, the Prince of Peace, came walking into the courtroom, looked the judge in the eye, and said, not only am I going to make bail for this knuckle-headed sinner, but when I get through with him, he's going to have found justification and when he finds justification he will sins will be atoned for and it will be just as if he never sinned for the Bible says that God is just in the book of Romans which means there's no sin in God the Bible says in Romans that man is unjust but it also says that somewhere between a just God and an unjust man that Jesus became the justifier and that if those of us who know Christ understand that he is the justifier, then for those of us who know that he's the justifier realizes that when we take our hands off of our life and say, Lord, here is my life, let it be, God. Let it be in your hands, God. Let it be in your will, God. It's at that moment, it's at that place that Jesus Christ justifies us. And it's just as if we never sinned. When our unjust God is placed in a justifying Savior, we can stand before a just God. Lordship. 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 Well, there's a word you don't hear a whole lot about. We hear the word Christian tossed about to and fro. And we see people professing to be Christians that doesn't have any characteristics of being one. And the reason there's no characteristics of, of being a believer is because there's never been any justification. And today in our hearts and our lives, we begin to say, God, what is it that you're wanting to do? Well, in this passage of Scripture, if you have faith, understand without faith it's impossible to please God. But if we have that faith, by faith we've been justified. Not because you went to church uh, 52 weeks out of the year. Not because you were part of the homeless ministry not because you were part of the children's ministry not because you were part of the outreach ministry not because you fed people not because you sang not because you preached not because of anything we've done listen we don't do to receive God we receive God and after receiving God we have a heart to do if you don't have a heart to do you need to check your what's been deposited into your spiritual bank account into your spiritual life not only do we have justification by faith, but we have peace. Look at what the Bible says. We've been declared righteous. Declared is the key word. Declared righteous by faith. And we have peace with God. How? How do we have peace? Do we have peace because you have your baptism or certificate hanging on your wall? Because you have your baby or or uh, a dedication certificate hanging in your bedroom? Do you have peace because a group of men got around one day as a pastor and laid their hands on you and filled out an ordination paper? No, you have peace through faith. Look at it here in this verse again. We have peace through faith. And this passage of scripture is so easy. We have peace through God by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The only way you can have those things is by faith. Through him we have peace. We have peace. We have peace. You have access. 
When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're not entering into a secret fraternity. You're not entering into a closed organization. But you are entering into one of the greatest bodies that this world has ever known. A group of followers of Jesus Christ and men and women, boys and girls, have been laying their life down forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. You have access into that fraternity not because of what you've done. It's not because you know a secret handshake. It's not because you know a secret code. It's because you have access through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. You have access not because you know the preacher, not because y'all are fishing buddies, not because you know the priest, not because you've seen the Pope. We have access through the shed blood of Jesus. By faith, you've been justified. By faith, you can have peace. And by faith, you can have access. Access to what? The greatest body this world has ever known. The greatest family this world has ever known. God took the most dysfunctional people in the world, the broken, the doomed, the damned, and the destined, destitute, and He began to transform their lives and make them into a trophy of grace. I don't care what's going on in your life, where you are, what's going on, I want you to know that God knows where you are, and He's given you access to escape it, to escape it, to escape it. But you have to escape it through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. One of the greatest tragedies for a lot of people is they spend their whole life serving God. But not much time loving God. Because they feel like you got to earn his love. Earn his mercy. Earn his grace. And you got to catch his eye. This weekend, professional football. People have been training their whole life to catch the eye of the scouts. To catch the eye of the coach. And in professional football, many of dreams were shattered. <laughs> As they can only have. 50-something people on the team. And all the rest have to go find another job. Or try to catch or earn somebody else's eye. I want you to know something today. That when you were at your worst, his eye was upon you. When you had no talent, nothing to offer, nothing to bring, nothing to brag about, when you couldn't even look at him, he brought you the greatest gift in the whole world. I love the story. I love the story of the woman in John 8 who was drug out of the bed of adultery, thrown down into the dusty streets of the city, and was laying there before all of the people. And Jesus didn't look at her as a sinner because he saw her as a saint. I don't care what rock you may have crawled out from under today. Or what ivory palace you may have descended from. Jesus doesn't see you for how much you have or how little you have. He sees you for what he would have you to be. When does your life take on a whole new meaning as a believer? When you see Christ for who he is and yourself for who you are.
That's when honesty comes about and your life takes on a whole new meaning. That you realize that by faith, you can have access into the body of Christ. You can have peace. The whole world's looking for peace. Why in the world are people taking their lives today more than ever? Because there's less peace than ever before. There's no peace in things. There's no peace in, in all the things of the world. Things don't bring peace. Jesus brings peace. And he gives us access. To be part of his family. Goes back and he says a couple of more things. Also through him we've obtained access. By faith into his grace. In which we stand. And we rejoice. Circle that phrase in which we stand. You have strength to stand. You have strength to go the distance. You have strength to live for Jesus. Why do so many people who used to once be a believer are no longer a believer? Because their strength was in themselves and not in Christ. I don't know if you've ever read the book Trail of Blood. You read that book. And you say, how in the world do all these people have strength to stand? To spill their blood for a God they've never seen. You read, you may subscribe to the voice of martyrs. You read those stories that come into your inbox time after time after time again. You say, how in the world does those people have strength to do that? Because their strength is not in a denomination. Their strength is not in people, but their strength is in Christ. The only way you will make it through the rapids of this life is to have your strength anchored into Jesus Christ. By faith you have strength. By faith you look unto Him. By faith you believe in Him. By faith you rely on Him. By faith you trust in Him. By faith you pray to Him. By faith you praise Him. By faith you wait on Him. By faith, by faith, by faith. By faith, you have the ability to rejoice. It says, by faith we have strength in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also rejoice in our afflictions. Because we know that affliction produces endurance, and endurance produces proven character, and proven character produces hope. This hope does not disappoint. Would you underline that in your Bible? It does not disappoint. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Today, you receive strength to stand. You receive the ability to rejoice. Ever heard people say this? Oh, don't pray for patience. You pray for patience, you're going to have hardship. Can I just tell you that you're going to have hardship whether you pray for patience or not? And it says right here, the tribute, look at this verse right here. Here's what I want you to understand. Rejoice in hope for the glory of God. Look, it goes on and says, because we know that affliction produces endurance, endurance produces proven character, and proven character produces hope. And this hope in Christ does not disappoint. Why in the world does Christ put us through the moment of adversity? Why does he put us through the moment of tribulation? 
Because God is trying to do a work in our life that is beyond the surface. That is beyond the surface. It's something that you can't see. It's something that's being forced out of us that through us His glory may come. That word tribulation right here carried a heavy meaning. I love what it says right here when it begins to speak of this in the Greek. When it talks about we have this, this, this whole phrase, what it's implying is it's applying the olive press. The olive press was two huge stones that they would take and they would turn it around and they would take these olives and they would just begin to smash them. And as those olives begin to smash between these huge stones, all of a sudden the precious oil would begin to run out of those out of those olives, it was just a little bitty round thing. It was plucked from a tree. I want you to know the precious gem of the olive was not found on the outside. It was the, the, the beauty of the olive was not found hanging in a, on a perfect circle on a bush. The beauty of the olive was only found when the precious juice of the, the olive began to run out into a vat and began to be captured into a vessel. Into that beautiful olive oil is where the treasure began to be found. God's treasure is in you. And the treasure can never be found until the vessel has been pressed. How does God press us? Through tribulation. Through adversity. Through hardship. Through trials. Yes, the Bible says that we are hard pressed on every side. But understand that we're not crushed. What God is trying to do in our life by putting us through tribulation is bring us to the place of proven character. And you can never get to the place of proven character till you've been through the moment of tribulation. You do not gain character by living on the mountaintop. You do not gain character by eating out of silver spoons. You do not gain character by drinking out of golden vessels. You gain character. You gain resolve. You gain fortitude. You gain strength when you're walking through the moment of adversity. When you're walking through the time of affliction when you're walking through that but I want you to know on the authority of the word of God he says that when you walk through those times of trials when you walk through those times of tribulation you can rejoice well the world doesn't say that the world says get you another drink grab you another bottle find you another lover find you another drug your life stinks and you need to find something to take away the pain Pain in your body is the detection that something's wrong. Pain in your soul is the detection that God is doing something bigger than you can see with the eye. You say, Pastor, it doesn't feel like God's doing anything. Well, it sure doesn't feel like the world's turning either. But somehow, every year, it seems to revolve on its axis at a perfect rate at a perfect speed, it cannot be seen with the naked eye, cannot be felt with the physical being, but somehow, it's just always moving. And when God's doing the biggest work in your life, sometimes you can't see it. It can't be seen with the naked eye. It can only be seen through the spiritual lenses. But how will you ever make it to that level of relationship with Christ? By faith. By faith. I know there's preachers today that say, if you would just give more, if you would just read more, if you'd just pray more, if you'd just work more, 
your life will come up to a new level. I'm going to tell you today that when I was working the most, praying the most, reading the most, loving God the most, I was still walking through hell by the square inch. God doesn't save us from tribulation. He delivers us through it. Through it. When the disciples cried out on the Sea of Galilee, and they said, oh, we're about to go down, and he came walking out to them on top of the water. He didn't say, oh, boys, I'm so sorry I put you in this earthen vessel and sent you into the sea, and I I'm so sorry that this storm caught me off guard. And boy, you know, you're, you're, you're my boys, and, you know, I, I never meant for you to have a moment of adversity. I'm so sorry. Let me just pick your little, let me just pick your little earthen vessel up, uh, this little boat, and I'm so sorry, guy. Let me pick it up and bring it over here to another. Over here, guys, there's never any winds. There's never any storms. And if there is, I'll come pick it up, and I'll run you back over here to this other lake. Where, where That's not what he told him. He said, guys, didn't I tell you we were going to the other side? He didn't bring them around the storm. He brought them through the storm. And through the storms, the disciples, the master, the master seamen realized their inability to claim the victory. And through that storm, they learned to have faith in God. Today, no matter what you're going through in your heart and in your life, God wants to bring you through it. The thing you may disdain the most today may be the treasure that God loves the most. The place that you hate in your life right now may be the palace of tomorrow. If you can keep your eye on the prize and wait in faith. Wait in faith. Remember the old hymn. It said, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to just simply trust. We've gone through this sermon today. If there's any way that we can be a blessing to your heart and your life and help you in your faith life and begin to be all that God wants you to be, it'd be a great honor for us at Family of Grace to begin to partner with you that you can achieve all the things that God has in store for you. Please contact us and let us know if there's any way that we can help you in your spiritual journey. May the Lord bless you. Looking for child care? Visit College Camp located in the heart of Pineville. It is a licensed aid facility that has been in existence since 2008. For more information, call 318-484-2762. I would like to take a few moments to recognize the people who made this ministry possible. Tampering Ground Coffee Shop in downtown Alexandria. 
If you're looking for a great place to hang out or have a break and a wonderful cup of coffee, please stop by and see Jeff and thank him for his support of our ministry. At FCA, we're touching millions one heart at a time. Since 1954, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes has been putting the heart and soul in sports by challenging athletes and coaches to impact the world for Jesus Christ. As the largest sports ministry in the world, FCA now reaches over 2 million people annually on the professional, college, high school, junior high, and youth levels. Through this shared passion for athletics and faith, lives are changed one heart at a time. Learn more at fca.org. Thank you for joining us today. We would like to take a moment to thank our sponsors that made this program possible. Bayou Shirts. At Bayou Shirts, we offer quick, friendly, quality service for all your t-shirt needs. Check us out today at BayouShirts.com for information on all the services we can provide. You can reach us at 318-308-3754. 